passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mic, and this is Drive-By. Mike J. He is Mike S. We are the Mike's on Mike's. This is Drive by Wrestling. Mike, it's my favorite PLE weekend in pro wrestling. Royal Rumble, baby. My favorite show. I'm excited. I can't wait. It's 40 plus thousand tickets sold. Not going to let any. Vince McMahon rumors get me down because I think we're good, at least for the road to WrestleMania. I How are you feeling? I think the road to WrestleMania we're probably safe on. I think. Who knows, though? You know, but <laughs> you I can think, you can never say I, never, right? Yes. Um, I'm not a. I don't know. PLE. Is that what they're called now? Premium yep. live events. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm not a, a, a regular WWE PLE watcher. Um, I am a Royal Rumble watcher, though. Mm-hmm. It's funny because my Twitter feed is essentially filled with indie and deathmatch wrestling followers and people of that ilk. And even like last year, Everybody was talking about the Rumble. Um, it's one of those events that just as a wrestling fan, even if you're not like a WWE guy, you're still going to watch the Rumble. So yeah. I, I'm very excited. I'm probably going to run two TVs tomorrow night. Probably going to have uh, so I can hang out on the couch with the wife and probably put a smaller TV there, at, like the foot of my side of the couch so I can keep up with what is going on with the rumble throughout the night yep my kids are excited especially the oldest with bray wyatt returning to the ring as well um not really sure what we're gonna get there in this pitch black match but you know i think we maybe we should talk about raw theory a little bit before we dive straight into the rumble mike i know that you definitely got to see some of it I don't know if all of it. I did watch all of it. Uh, sticking with Bray Wyatt, L.A. Knight, the pitch black match. We had an appearance by the American Badass Undertaker, which I assume Undertaker said, I'm not bringing all that shit anymore. I'm coming nope. as myself and getting me a bike. <laughs> yep. You're going to just go ahead and play the American Badass theme, and I'm not wearing all that bullshit anymore. I'm done putting <laughs> fucking mascara on. It's no longer happening. Just play the American Badass theme, and I can ride out on a Harley. I just show up with what I'm fucking wearing, and that's just what we're going to do now. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at. And you know what? I'll be honest. At this point, I'm probably better with that than the Dead Man showing back up. Yeah, man. I actually – okay, so let me tell you. Uh, American Badass Taker showed up, and it was probably the first time in 10 years – or I haven't been like, cool, fuck <laughs> Right, right. Great. That's dope. Cool, man. Super. 
Um, so it was dope. You didn't see him fucking not be able to do a choke slam. Right. Um, so that was cool, man. It was probably like my favorite taker appearance in the last decade. And with the interaction with LA Knight, then the main interaction with Bray Wyatt, I think he told him that he was trying to reach him about uh, his car warranty. But honestly. Oh, no, man. <laughs> he straight up, he walked up and he was like, swear to God, man, funniest shit I've ever seen. This guy's a genius and he turns himself into a pickle. <laughs> By the way, just for the record, that show's mid at best. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not like the Morty guy. I will stand by uh, this statement forever. Pickle Rick is one of the funniest episodes of television I've ever seen. But the show as a whole is kind of mid. Y'all are way fucking stuck up its ass. <laughs> um, I have no opinion because I don't watch the show. That said, it, it, it's tried. being kind of called a what's that i've tried three or four times now uh thought i was the problem for a while i'm not this show's just okay at best i just i just only have so much time for adult stuff you know what i mean and i just have to I have a shit ton of time pick and choose stuff, and i still don't watch that show well, there we go <laughs> there we go but uh yeah this segment kind of looked at like at least online by the IWC is like a passing of the torch moment. Seen some comments where that should have been done at WrestleMania. And I, I mean, it's hard to argue, but for what it was, apparently Undertaker is a big Bray Wyatt supporter had told Vince McMahon after their WrestleMania match to protect him at all costs. Apparently Vince McMahon loves the Undertaker, but doesn't take his advice. Right. Say, clearly, clearly Vince listen, <laughs> but he's back. We're back. This is like confirmation that you're the new spooky guy, right? And you you need to be the main spooky guy and like lead us into the next spookdom. I think that might be a racist word I accidentally said, but I'm not sure. Um, all that said, awesome segment. I'm excited to see what a pitch black match is. Can we just go back to the spookdom thing for a second? Sure. How fucking dumb or racist motherfuckers in the early 1900s really like dumb. like you fucking spook like what <laughs> what does that what does that even mean like and i get it that it's like a racist term but like really aren't white people the ones that should be called spooks like, yes all pale and ghosts yeah like ghosts mm-hmm. i just think maybe like that word should have been used against us i just think yeah that, we should be called the fucking spooks um and it be a term derogatory towards whites anyway that's just me um man fucking racist people are weird aren't they like they're terrible the dumbest words like yeah well anyway think about it dumb words from dumb people who have dumb (laughs) beliefs so it all makes sense yeah it all it all works out man fuck hey uh if you're racist and you listen to this show fuck you uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, both of us are with that statement. Anyway, um, but yeah, this will be interesting. I think it'll be fun to see. We got you know the return of the Firefly Funhouse as well, so we got lots of stuff going on with the Bray Wyatt character. It's been a long road. 
since his appearance in what October at Extreme, it was an Extreme Rules, I believe it was. So, I mean, they're playing a long game. I know some people have said it's been dragging, but the entire time he's been back, like the entire time back since October, he has not wrestled a single match. Not on TV. He's wrestled at a house show, uh, just like last month, I believe it was. So, yeah, it's been. It's kind of been like the the edging game, right? So <laughs> let's see where this goes. I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not mad about the weight. I hope that it like works out well. Edging like your yard, or edging like when you masturbate for an hour and a half. Masturbatory is what okay. I was talking about. All right, right on. <laughs> or or consensual edging. If, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Really the fun in that when you're with your partner but hey okay <laughs> ready um. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but you know something else that has a lot of anticipation and this was a, another raw 30 segment the trial of Sami Zayn and everything that's been going on from the bloodline Mike is this possibly some of the best story telling that's been done in pro wrestling um, this is, uh, okay. I don't want to, um, I still think that the gold standard for pro wrestling storytelling in the last decade is Adam Page. Um, this is up there. Mm. Uh, this is. This segment from this week is one of the best pro wrestling storytelling segments I've maybe ever seen, mm-hmm. at least in recent memory. Oh, 100% in recent but memory. Adam Page aside, because that story, I think, was um, – that story was special in a lot of different ways. Um, this story is special in different ways. Um, this segment itself was very well done. And I want to give the props to, uh, Jay Uso on this. Mm-hmm. One. This dude has been the star of the bloodline since it fucking started. <laughs> Yeah, that's not that's not even an exaggeration. That's the head of the table. Yeah, you know, the my tribal chief, the. Are you are you with me or against me when when it wasn't even like officially the bloodline, like from the beginning, it's been the Jey Uso show and he just takes it to the next level every time. And then the organic rise of this Sami Zayn thing is just unbelievably fun to watch right yeah um it's it's the culmination of all Sami Zayn's talents mhm every talent that he has and was gifted is being put to use in the best possible way right now the best possible way his in-ring talent is being put to use his comedic talent is being put to use. 
his ability to sell emotions on different levels is yep. being put to use. And while he's doing amazing things, man, Jay Uso is doing things that we never even thought Jay Uso was capable of yep. doing. We've all known that Sami Zayn can do this stuff, right? We've right. all known that. We all known that he just needs that chance. I said a year ago on this show that given the proper Kofi Kingston-esque WrestleMania build, Sami Zayn is a completely believable and totally credible underdog heavyweight title challenger. Yep. However, get back to that. What him and Jay in particular are doing right now, and I no disrespect to anyone because Jimmy is doing great in his role. Solo's doing great in his role. Roman is doing outstanding work. Roman is doing more work with raised eyebrows than, than <laughs> and smirks than, and smirks and head nods did, and head nods than he did with five years of fucking mic work. Yep. Right. Yeah. Five years of mic work. He's and let's that. and let's not forget Paul Heyman. Uh, Paul Heyman. What? But that's a given. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like you know, I don't think we can heap any more praise on Paul Heyman and how good he is at his fucking job. That's already been heaped on him. Um, but in particular, Jay Uso and Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. are doing career work as fuck man I, I would say everybody but paul Heyman, right now and even paul Heyman is doing career work paul Heyman's just been there before um mm-hmm. this is really special and i'm really curious to see how it plays out um but unfortunately which we're going to get into here in a little bit with our rumble talk we got some we got some variables at play here, man. Um, <laughs> we had a lot of variables at play, which what? is interesting um, because we – I saw someone once say that WWE had a major babyface problem, as in they didn't have big baby faces, and now it's almost like they out of nowhere could have too many. But it's not – We'll get to that. We will get to that when we talk Rumble. Um, I just the, the whole segment, the trial, the the Jay Uso interaction, because the whole time Jay looks pissed, right? He looks like okay, like I I saw this wrong, and then you realize, you no, know, he's pissed because they're doing this to Sammy, mm-hmm. and he's sticking up for Sammy, and then immediately like, and they got me, man, they got me when. Uh, I don't remember which Uso went out injured, Jay, or I think it was Jimmy, right? Was it Jimmy that went out injured? Jimmy. And I literally like, oh, God, how could he get hurt right in the middle of all this? And then it like clicked. Oh, no, this is kayfabe. This is yeah. storytelling. And this is unfucking believable. And then just the, the match itself was fantastic. The story told throughout the match, fantastic. This is just another level especially not to like throw shade but when it comes to recent wwe this is another level man yes yeah they've uh they've done their work with this one this was um and i don't know if they did their work so much as this shit fell into their lap but once it i think they did their work and let's not 
yeah, I want to get, I want to touch on that. And before I go into it, I also want to throw out there that it's been said on numerous places that one of the things Roman asked for was more Sami Zayn on television and wanting to work with him. And then this happens. So let's also give credit where credit's due there, right? A locker room leader, uh, as he's always been described, and then a push for Sami Zayn just to have matches with him. And now we're here, right? Like, this is amazing. It's been amazing. And we'll talk in a little bit about it. But to be fair, when our own high fiver himself had said, Sammy's got to be the guy, right? And even two months ago, I was like, nah, no, nah, I, I understand what you're saying, but nah. And I've, my tune's completely flipped at this point, right? Like, this story has just gotten better every single week, Mike. And it's it's so much fun. It's been such a fun ride. I think we're going to have some heartbreak either way, <laughs> right? Like, before before the good, we're going to get the bad. And I don't know what the good is going to end up being, but we're definitely going to get some bad because I thought Monday it was going to be bad. And then we got walked with another awesome story. So I'm just here for the ride and I love everything they're doing with this. Same. This has been outstanding. Um, I don't think we would have got this if Vince was still here. Um, props to triple H and creative team for, letting this evolve and, and I, grow in its own ways. And I'll say this too. It doesn't feel like it's been a long story, even though it has, when they're showing, when they were showing the exhibits for the trial and they're putting dates up there, I was kind of blown away by how long this has been going on. Like, yeah. like, half which, a year. which to me points to how good it is because it doesn't feel like it's dragging. It's been going on for, uh, I mean, all, what, almost a year at this point, at least with the interactions between these, all of these members as with Sami Zayn included. And it feels like it just started. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty amazing to keep something fresh over mm -hmm. that period of time is extremely difficult to do extremely difficult and this story feels fresh every week and yep. that and especially for wwe yep this is extremely difficult for them to do i and would say even fact, pro wrestling in general to drag yeah. a storyline out this yeah. long it's hard to do on a week especially when you have uh you know five hours at least of programming you can dedicate just to this a week you know what i mean if you want to yeah, it's um, it's the fact that, that that it's been this fresh week in and week out is, I think, just a, a testament to the creative team and what they're doing right now. Yep, a thousand percent. Uh, overall, the Raw 30, those are my big, big highlights, but the show overall was a really enjoyable Raw. I think they pulled it off pretty good. I know that the Bella Twins are mad. I'm, uh, I, I'm just, I, I, that's hysterical to me just hysterical to me i um i have feelings on this because it's like um 
do they not understand that they're the most undeserving like professional wrestling superstars of the last like do they not fuck that look like while you were pro wrestlers everybody kind of fucking hated you because which is also funny about people rallying behind them saying this stuff right yeah because okay let's be real um they were on tv at a Mm -hmm. time when women's wrestling was a fucking joke like the jokiest joke that it's ever fucking been in the history of this business they had a goddamn butterfly belt and were called divas, right? Yep. They weren't even fucking wrestlers, right? Yep. So let's be real. You were on TV at the jokiest time for fucking women's wrestling. The worst possible period of it all. We're talking about a time when AJ Lee was the end-all be-all, right? She was mm-hmm. the greatest in the fucking um, in America, which is fucking absurd because she's okay, right? She's right. Fucking- okay at best if she came back to pro wrestling today she wouldn't be able to hold anyone's fucking boots no one's not a goddamn soul she'd be fucking naomi at best right mm-hmm. um that's no disrespect to naomi i think she's underused um so you were on tv at a terrible time for women's wrestling that's one two Let's be real. You dated John Cena, and one of you is married to Daniel Bryan. Okay? Well, that shit was going to get you looks no matter fucking what. Yep. We know how wrestling works, especially WWE. If you're tied in with the top guys, you're going to get fucking TV time. Louis Spicoli. Um, so, <laughs> and no disrespect to Louis Spicoli. Was a fan, but let's be real, man. The motherfucker just walked on to Nitro, and was it was in big storylines because he was Scott and Kev's buddy. Um, so you got those two factors. Three, man, come on. You were only even pushed because they made a fucking reality show. Mm -hmm. Every woman on that fucking reality show got pushed. You just happened to have the best storylines because, again, John Cena and Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. The only reason y'all got the fucking push. Everybody hated when Nikki was fucking champion. Everybody fucking hated when Nikki came back. No one, no one cares. Like, you're the most over rated fucking superstars of the last 15 years like no one fucking cares you're like great like the great colleague you're fucking gender mahal you got put in positions that you shouldn't have fucking been in and somehow became superstars out of it and now you're mad because no one fucking cares well no one fucking cared 10 years ago how about that how about it would have been great if you realized this a decade ago it off her fucking tv screens And here's the thing. Like, you're not, here's the thing. Like, you're not The Undertaker. You're not Steve Austin. You're not fucking, you're not even like the great Moolah. How about that? Like, who could come back forever and get on TV? You're not any of these fucking people, man. You're people that had a moment in the sun and you shouldn't have. And like, no one fucking cares. No one was disappointed you bitches weren't on fucking TV on Monday. Not a soul. Chill the fuck out. Understand (laughs) who you are and what you are. And be happy that, like, you still are remembered fondly by some fans. Oh, and, you know, I'll give – I'll always give Nikki her her due because she did try to and, in my belief, did improve um, for her level. I don't want to sound as on, but you get what I'm saying. And, I mean, Brie, God, she was not good before she had a kid. She was worse after. Okay, I do uh, want to say sorry, she Pro- was. 
is to them because they did try. They did try. Yes. Um, and, and then the things they were complaining about, I saw the video, like they mentioned they wouldn't show certain people like Paige and Mercedes Monet when they literally had Sasha Banks holding up her title in the crowd in one of the, in one of the clips, Mike, like what, how many more, like you can only, if they showed every great clip from Monday Night Raw for the last 30 years, it could be a three hour show itself. Just with that. What do you want them to do? Right. And, yeah. and for the, the, the quote unquote, scrapped cage match okay look i wanted to see the becky lynch bailey cage match too right like i was all for it i was pumped for the trial and for that and they did a you know an angle instead of a match uh word was that the trial ran over and they had to cut and they cut the cage match everyone's mad about it they timed this shit out and they timed these matches out and it was probably a lot easier to do the angle and save the match, right? Rather yeah. than to chop up a probably what was going to be a main event level cage match and just do shit, I would rather this. I enjoy the fact that there was a steel cage hanging over the ring all night that didn't get used. <laughs> Which is also funny. I bet I the guys that set that up were like, fuck, we're like going to have to do this like, again. Like that. <laughs> Probably the funniest part of this whole thing to me is that there's a cage just hanging over the ring all night and it didn't get used not one time. <laughs> but anyway, I thought they did great. I think they did enough for everybody to make everybody happy. The legends didn't look ridiculous, right? Which was a big, big thing at the 25, how Vince just makes fun of the legends instead of, you know, making them look good he makes them look bad or ridiculous no one looked bad no one looked ridiculous uh the people who got main screen time legend wise you know were presented well and everyone backstage was still still presented well and i don't care how many times it happens i will pop and laugh every time ron simmons says damn uh that's funny because i was just getting ready to say i really enjoyed the baron corbin yes uh, segment there yeah thought that was entertaining Yep, 100%. 100%. Well, Mike, let's take a quick break. Come back and get a little bit into this Royal Rumble. Hang tight. We will be right back. What do you get when you mix the wit of Bobby Heenan, the knowledge of Jim Ross, and the tones of Gorilla Monsoon? (laughs) Not this, but... It's what we got. This is Drive-By. All right, we got two Royal Rumble matches, the men's and the women's. We have, I think as of right now, as of this recording, only three other matches, which I think, or I hope, I should say, I hope it stays that way, because Royal Rumbles are fucking long, and loading that card with other matches just at this point when you've got a men's and a women's doesn't seem super necessary. And it will also allow those singles matches to breathe, right? Give them some time. So for singles matches, we talked about it earlier. We got the pitch black match between L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt. I have no clue what that's going to involve. Uh, from what I've heard, it's basically like 
uh, a no DQ match. There might be Firefly Funhouse elements and odd dark slash neon lighting. So I'm curious and interested and kind of excited for it. Um, I have worries that it's just going to be another hoagie Bray Wyatt match type. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a pre-recorded thing, though. So, I mean, I hope it's a live match. And um, I'm hoping that it's just, you know, a different <laughs> Bray Wyatt-y take on, like, a, a hardcore or Extreme Rules, whatever kind of match you want to call it. Um, I hope. I, I hope it's, I just, my fear is that it, we're getting another hokey Bray Wyatt match. Well, I guess we'll find out Saturday. I think, oh, I also want to say, uh, LA Nightman, what a turnaround from Renee or whatever the fuck is. I don't even remember what his name I was going to say Renee Dupree. That's not what his name was. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, his character yeah. as Maximum Man Models. I can't even remember his damn name as that because it's L.A. Knight as it should be. I'm excited. I'm excited for him and what is going to come after this. And I feel like, you know, uh, there's a lot of possibilities with Bray Wyatt. And I also want to bring this up. Of the three announced matches, another one involving Bray or... Uncle Howdy, however you want to look at it. Alexa Bliss challenging for the Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. We've had, you know, the Uncle Howdy interaction there and the Bray symbol there. So, like, this is a Bray-heavy uh, rumble. Yeah, um... The Uncle Howdy thing isn't exactly working for me. Um, so I kind of hoping that That shit gets wrapped up. It's gotta it's gotta come to a revelation or a conclusion, I think. It's something. And it something. has to be, you know, it has to be a hey, this is what we're doing. That that's my thing. It, it has to just be a okay, this is what we're doing. Because it's too it's too up in the air. Too S- is what I want to say. Ow it's just so we need to yeah we need to get we need to get that where it's going to head and so we have some sort of destination in mind right and but i'm here for it i'm still ready to let it see where it goes um i'm sure there's going to be some interaction between Uncle Howdy and probably both Bray and Alexa in these matches, but I guess we'll see. We'll have to see how it all plays out. But the other big match, big, big match beside these Rumbles, Mike, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, for the undisputed Universal Heavyweight WWE Championship. I I mean, we all believe that Roman's going to carry these titles, both these titles into WrestleMania, but there is a a theory out there that he might carry one into WrestleMania. I think it all kind of, it's all going to matter on this men's rumble, right? Yeah, we'll see. Um, this is one of the more interesting pay-per-views in quite some time. 
it's very up in the air on a lot of this. Um, we'll, we'll jump into the women real quick, and then we'll get back to the men. Uh, there's rumors out there of some possible surprise entrance, some possible returns. I am most obvious ones that is out there. I'll just throw out there. So spoiler, if you don't want to hear it, don't hear it. I don't know that it's true, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, Chelsea Green returning and coming back to WWE. And she'll be in a rumble. I think I'd be shocked if that doesn't happen from all the rumblings that we've heard. But I mean, I think if she can stay healthy, she's a solid addition to the roster. Triple H seems to be committed to bolstering the women's roster, which I'm all for. Uh, Asuka, she's been gone. She had some odd tweets before she left, uh, touting her former persona in Japan, Mike. Now, I don't think we'll get a name change, but do you see a character change leaning more towards her uh, Kana character? Yeah, she needs something. She needs I'm all for a dark, vicious Asuka, right? Like, why not? Yeah. Especially, and she might wrestle for 15 more years. I don't know. But she's in her 40s. Who knows how long she wants to do this? If she wants to have a last hurrah and kind of have fun and do what she, you know, did years ago and be a little, be a heel, be dark, be violent. I'm all for that, man. Yes, I'm for that. That Let's fucking do that. Let's roll with that. So I, that's something to look forward to. Um, I, I've seen where supposedly there's a lot of possible one-time payouts being given to other company contracted stars for this. So we'll see. I don't know if that means men. I don't know if that means women. I know that that does supposedly mean impact in New Japan. So we'll just have to see, right? Um. Yeah, guess we'll just have to see. I, I ne- hope some fun surprises. I hope yeah, so. I never try to get too hyped for the surprises because I always feel like I remember one time I was so hyped for something I can't remember what happened. Like number twenty-eight, like Big Show came out. I'm like, oh fuck my face. You know what I mean? Like I don't care. And then it was just like Big Show, and then Roman, and then Brock, and I'm like, all right, this is this this was it, huh? So yeah. I try not to get too hyped, but I feel like. This is Triple H's first Rumble, where he's the head man in charge. Like, he's going to want to make it special, for one, in case it's his only Rumble in charge. And for two, because it is his first. So, I feel like there'll be some things. Mike, who's your favorite for the women? You can give me four if you want. Uh, Favorite for the women? I mean, I think you always have to consider Becky. Uh, She's on my four. Uh, You have to. You have to. Uh, Rhonda is viable. Um, I think uh, <coughs> um, that there's a big opportunity here for Rhea Ripley. Mm, she's on my four. Has been out of the title scene for quite some time. And, um, you know, as always, Bailey. Yeah, no, I think those are solid calls. I don't have Rhonda because I feel like. I feel like they know people were getting, for whatever reason, getting sick of her. 
Yeah. And she's mentioned <laughs> tag titles with Shayna Baszler, and I'll be honest, I kind of like that a lot. Uh, I'd like to see it. So I'm going to hold out and say that the rumors that she might not even be at the Rumble, I'm hoping they're true. And my four are going to be Becky, Rhea, hmm. I like Bailey being on there too. I feel like we got to throw someone kind of, someone that we had, like how Bianca kind of came, you know what I mean? How Bianca came out and dominated the last two years almost, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but you get what I'm saying. But I don't yeah. know that we have anyone on the women's side that's there yet. I'm trying to think. I know we don't on Raw, and I'm trying to think on SmackDown. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with you, Becky, Bailey, Rhea, and uh, I don't, it's not Ronda. I don't know, man. I can't pick a fourth. I'm going to stick with yeah. those three. It's hard. They're my final it. three. Um, it's not going to be like a Nikki Cross. She might show up. It's not going to be her. It's not going to be a Dewdrop or Piper Naven. It's not going to be her. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to stick with those three and go with her. My final three. I don't have a final four. I guess Rhonda makes sense, but I just I think she they're going to do other things with her. Um, all right, let's go to the men's. This is a, this is, this is a hard, I mean, they're all hard. I, I can't pick anyone really, but let's be real. The men's comes down to two people, two Cody fuckers. Rhodes and Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn, but That's we got to throw that wild card in there, Mike. That's it. I don't give a fuck, man. There is no wild card. The wild card is the rock. No, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I made myself cough on that one. The wild card is the rock, Mike. It's not. The wild card is the rock. Nope. Because if it's not Sammy and Cody, it has to be, right? It has to be the rock. But let's just talk Sammy and Cody here, okay? Uh, Cody is obviously, I mean, he's returning. This was like a path that he was on before injury. We got, man, so much going on, right, with this. Like, he wants the WWE title, so I will throw that out there. If there's a logical way, we talked about this last week, if there's a logical way to... If it's going to be Sammy Roman, okay? If it's going to be Sammy Roman WrestleMania, and we want Cody to get that WWE title, we have to figure a logical way to get that off Roman. I don't love that idea, unless it makes sense and doesn't hurt the story. But I'll be honest with you. At this point, as much as I was on a Cody train when he came back and the reactions he was getting and the story that had to possibly be told with the injury... And him missing time. I wouldn't hate a build back into his story and putting Sammy in this position right now, right? I mean, I'm not going to hate it. Duke can still win it at SummerSlam. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Like, you don't have to win it at WrestleMania, you know? I mean, is that a better story for you? Yeah, sure, probably. But you know, man, you got hurt and a better story popped up, you know? Like, it's, yep. it is what it is. Like, I'm sure Mustafa Ali is still mad about getting hurt three years ago. I right. mean, let's be real. Like, but, like, shit happens. It's pro wrestling, man. Like, are you at a higher level than Mustafa Ali? Yeah, sure you are, man. Sure. But in the meantime, a really good story came along. Like, a really good story came along. So, uh, if you're so about the wrestling business like you say you are, you have to understand that. You have to see, like, do you think he's been sitting at home for the last two months watching this shit and not been like, well, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he's got enough obvious mind for the business that he might even be like, hey, I have time, but he's hot now. You know what I mean? Like, it makes the most business sense. It makes the most sense story-wise to lean on what's hot now and that's Sami Zayn and I I, it's so confusing like look if we had two title belts on two separate guys this wouldn't be that hard to decide but here we are and that's not what we have and we have an absolutely amazing story with the bloodline with Sami Zayn with Roman Reigns and I just feel like look I'm not going to be mad if Cody wins right no, not at all. But, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be mad no matter who wins, as long as it's one of those two guys. Right. I was say. Gonna I, get- I was going to say because there's still. I mean, I guess I'll look at it like this. If they have a story in mind, whichever is the better story, I'm good with. So if that means Cody wins and the Sammy story is extended. And Sammy, maybe Sammy accidentally causes Roman to lose the title to Cody. I'm not mad about that. It doesn't hurt Cody. That's for damn sure. And it furthers an amazing storyline into possibly SummerSlam for Sammy. I'm good with that too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities here. I think the main, the main crux of it is it's Sammy or Cody. Do you want to pick one of the two? Um, I mean, no, I'm good with either, to be honest. <laughs> it's too hard to pick, that. isn't it? I don't want to pick because I'm good with either story. Yeah. Like, yep. Like, I'm good with Sammy, like, taking the title, and I'm good with the story of Cody winning it for his dad. Like, I'm yep. good with either one of these stories. It's actually a really interesting place. Because usually going into WrestleMania, you have, like, your one guy, you know? You're like, this is the story I want to see. Um, I'm good with both these stories, man. Like, I, like... And here's the flip side. I'll ultimately be disappointed. <laughs> too. Because I like both these stories. I want to see Cody win it for his dad. And I want to see Sammy, like culmination of the storyline and with Sam I guess if I had to pick I'd say Sammy because we could still tell Cody's story at any point well that that's my big thing Cody's story can be picked up at any time 
And I feel like they know that too. So it will be interesting. Again, kind of like I touched on, combining the two stories is not a terrible idea. So no. depending on what they have laid out, it's going to be very, very interesting. And then when The Rock shows up, Mike, you're going to be really upset. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think The Rock is showing up. <laughs> now, the thing is, again, if the rock question mark is there, then there's a whole other set of situations. And that, of course, in my opinion, just leads to a Roman Reigns WrestleMania win because they're not going to give him the title. And I'm OK with that, too. But I want to see I want to see the payoff with Sammy. Now. And I want the Cody story, but the Cody story can still be told. I think is what I want to kind of point out. There's time to tell the Cody story. The Sammy story is so red hot. And I think you just got to go with it. Or combine it and make an even better story. Yeah. I, I, it can be combined and made a better story. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, again, gun ahead. I think I picked Sammy. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick Sammy as well just because just because the Sammy of it all <laughs> it's such like a, a, a special time right now. It really is. And how great is it that this is so tough to discuss and try to figure out where we even want it to go. Like normally like we're okay, we know where we want it. We this is what we're hoping for. And now it's like, well man, you've got Two for sure, possibly three. Then you throw Kevin Owens in the mix. You maybe got four solid options here of different things to do with a definitely with a Cody, a Sammy, and a Kevin. And if you want to throw the hypothetical rock in there as well, you got amazing stories that could be told. Yes. What do you think of the rumor? Of a Steve Austin Roman Reigns WrestleMania match. Don't do it, Steve. <laughs> like I feel like fucking Obi Wan at the end of episode three, where it's like you would have chosen one. Like, <laughs> don't do this, uh, man. Don't do this. You, you, like I wasn't even supportive of last year's. Right? If you recall. Right. A large amount of time where I was like, no, dear God, Steve, please don't do this. You left us at a high spot. We were not going to ever have to think of you like we think of fucking The Undertaker. Please (laughs) don't do this. And then he did it, and it was fucking great, right? Right. Uh, That last Raw or whatever it was. Before Mania, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm fucking in. I'm fucking in for this. All right, Right. let's see this. And then they did it, and it was fucking great. Um, Dude, just don't do it again, man. Just just don't do it again. It's so hard to catch lightning in a bottle twice, isn't it? Dude, right? Please don't do this again, man. Please don't. You, You came back. You did your one return. Man, it was fucking outstanding. We got all the old Steve Austin shit. We had a nice brawl. Dude, do not come back. And also, like, man, I don't think Roman's going to be able to help you out the way KO can. 
<laughs> like, I just don't. I'm sorry, man. Some people just aren't meant to carry a 55-year-old man through a wrestling match, and Roman Reigns is one of them. I'll say this. Undertaker is proof of that. Um, I'll, I'll say this in Roman's defense. He's carried Braun, some of his best, best like, most well-received matches that Roman had were brawl. This is before, like, people actually liked him. Were brawling matches with Braun, right? So, I'll give him that. Again, if we get a brawl, if that's what it is, and it's a brawl-style match like it was last year with Roman and Steve, then there's a shot. But I kind of... You know, like I said, lightning in a bottle. Catch it once. Are you going to catch it twice? It's interesting. I know it's a wrinkle out there, and it's interesting, and we will see, I guess. Just don't, Steve. Just please don't. (laughs) I understand that sentiment wholeheartedly. Mike, is there anything you want to say to these fine, fine people before we wrap it up? Um... No, uh, I don't have anything this week. Do you want to uh, quickly mention, because I know you know the info way more than I do, the uh, oh yeah, um, the, the sponsorship that uh, is occurring? That Sanction Pro Royal Flush happened on February 18th. Uh, Drive-By is a sponsor of the Reed Bentley and Hoodfoot match. This is, uh, if you guys aren't indie deathmatch fans, this is kind of a big deal of a match. Um Reed Bentley uh, is a former American Deathmatch champion. Hoodfoot was just voted the number two Deathmatch wrestler in America, or in the world, really, uh, by Kings Road Wrestling. Um, he is, shout out Kings Road Wrestling, and he, uh, this match is going to be an absolute violent banger, and we are very excited to be uh, included as a sponsor in this. Shout out to uh, Unsanctioned Pro. Shout out to uh, Derek Katonic that runs Unsanctioned Pro, the booker there. Um, thank you for giving us the opportunity. First of all, thank you, Derek uh, and Unsanctioned Pro for every opportunity you've given me as 740. Mm-hmm. Um, 740 also sponsoring a match on the card as well. I'm kind of doing double duty, so this is like a real cool thing for me. But, uh, yeah, definitely thank you guys so much for giving us the opportunity um, to get our name out there a little bit more. And as always, man, shout out to Unsanctioned Pro for um, helping me live some dreams a little bit. Uh, (laughs) I don't really do much with them, man, but they allow me to, to, like, live some, like, childhood dreams here and there um and it's really cool that we're on this show it's really special for me that we're on this show um just to see 740 and drive-by together uh in an advertisement has just been really fucking awesome um also shout out to uh, rpw ruthless pro uh wrestling um checked out a show there's a week ago um this means war, fucking amazing deathmatch show. One of the best shows I've been to in the last couple of years. So check them out. That's uh, Aaron Law. It's airing now on IWTV as well. Uh, if you have Fight Plus, you will be able to check out uh, Royal Flush. 
So um, IWTV or Fight Plus. If you're feeling down about WWE, wonder why you're paying that $9.99 a month, man, cancel that shit. Slide on over to Fight Plus. It's $5.99 a month, man. <laughs> get all the GCW. Get uh, all the best indies are moving over to Fight Plus. Fuck, man. Take that $9.99 and go get you a IWTV account. I don't recommend it. It doesn't work great. I canceled it about Fight Plus simply out of spite. <laughs> um, but... Those are the options for watching it, man. Um, again, if you're feeling a little burnt out on WWE, there are other streaming services out there that can get you your wrestling fix. Like we always say on here, man, there's lots of wrestling out there in the world, dude. If what you're seeing on TV ain't fucking getting it done for you, dude, do a little digging. Do a little yep. digging, and you'll find something that lights that fire again, I promise you. And watch I, what you I'm like. That. I am proof of that. Yep, 100%. Find something that lights that fire for you. Absolutely. Well, guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. Enjoy the Royal Rumble weekend. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at DriveByPod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.